Welcome to SaaS Talks from Lead to Close, where I'll be sharing with you everything that I've learned to close leads. I went from quitting my first sales job because I was too scared to talk to strangers to becoming a VP of sales for multiple tech startups where I built a sales team from scratch and led them to an acquisition. I'll teach you how to schedule more demos on your calendars, close at least 50% of your demos, and build a pipeline large enough so you're always hitting quota. If you're looking to scale, then turn the volume up. Okay, so for about a year now, I've been doing a solo act for my podcast, um, purely audio, but over time I was getting bored and uh, wanted to offer my listeners a little bit more. And I had some ideas, and one of my ideas that I mentioned in previous episodes where is uh, I'll have a special guest, a monthly, call it a monthly special, now I'll bring in a special guest and I bring them to talk about exactly what I talk about, sales, demos, closing negotiations, no outbound, unfortunately, um, only like, what do you do after you actually have the lead? And so today's one of my first guests, Nick Sagelski. Um, many of you know him uh, because you listen to his podcast, which is very successful, 30 Minutes President's Club. Um, so the way, the way just for, for listeners, the way I, I'll do the, the podcast with this monthly special is I'll bring in special guests like Nick, and it'll be bite-sized, actionable, no fluff. And it won't be under five minutes like my typical episodes. It'll probably be max 20 episodes, 30 for really vibing. But I want to keep it really like um, actionable. And Nick's going to share a topic that me and him sort of brainstormed. And the topic of today is the right way to kick off a sales meeting. Once he starts, it's essentially improvised beyond that between my conversation with him. But he, I'm sure he has advice. So Nick, you're on. I actually have my timer to stay true to the 20-minute mark. If we bleed over, that's fine too. Oh boy, the pressure's on. Well, I'm really honored to be here. I'm so thrilled that I could be the special guest and we're only going to talk about things that salespeople can do, say, or write today. So yeah, let's keep this really tactical. Um, The proposed topic is the right way to kick off a sales meeting. And I'm going to talk about it in the context of a demo. You've had a discovery call with a customer and now it's the first time that you're showing your software. You're doing a 45 minute or a 60 minute like product overview tour. And The thing that I think about a lot when it comes to that first demo with the customer is making sure that they're in the right headspace to have a conversation, evaluation, and then also calibrating on like, what are we actually trying to accomplish here and where do or don't we go after this meeting? I think we always hear about like, oh, it's so important. You got to set next steps. You got to get to next steps. And there's data out there that says the best salespeople talk about next steps more than the not as good salespeople, but the the point in time during the sales meeting at which you talk about next steps is really critical. And so when I kick off a meeting, there's a couple things that I need to get out of the way, out of the way logistically before we even get into showing the demo. So the first thing is just like the meeting logistics, confirming the time, confirming the attendees. So when the person shows up, you're saying, hey, I've got a, like a couple logistics before we, you know, you make your small talk, right? And then what I'll always say is, more a couple logistics before we start the demo here. First, I had us down on the calendar until two o'clock Pacific. I want to make sure that that time still works for you and that you don't have a hard stop sooner than I need to be watching the clock for. Boom, confirm that the time is okay. And this is going to come into play when we talk about next steps in a moment. So it's important that we do that. The next thing that you do is you, you cover the agenda. You'll say something like, I had us down to take you through a demo of my thing. And also you had mentioned in our last discovery call, you wanted to learn about the integration with X. 
Is there anything else that you would like to see or address in today's meeting? And then pause. If they say something, great, jot it down. Now, what you're going to do is if you have multiple people in that meeting, you should be asking each person, not the whole group. I think a lot of times salespeople think that they're being more efficient when they pose that big question to the whole group. Hey, is there anything else you want to add here? Actually, you should be going one-to-one and asking each individual person. The best practice that I try to follow is I try to call each person before the meeting even happens so I can get that information. But worst case scenario, you ask each individual, is there anything else you'd like to see or discuss in today's meeting? Now, the next piece is where I tee up next steps. So I've covered the time, I've covered the agenda. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say something like, cool, um, more usually these introductory demos end up going one of two ways. You might see the program and say, hey, this isn't going to work for us. This is the worst thing since canned bread. We don't like it. We're not going to proceed. If that's the case, that's totally fine. You won't hurt my feelings. I wasn't the guy who built this software. I'm the person who shows it and sells it. So please let me know. You're never going to hurt my feelings. The other outcome might be you say, hey, this thing looks kind of interesting and probably warrants some deeper evaluation to figure out whether or not it actually is a fit. Um, If that's the case, usually what folks will do after this meeting is X. And X in this case is in your mind what the appropriate next step is. And so it might be something like, you know, if you like the demo, usually what folks will want to do next is have an IT requirements call to make sure that this thing passes security and, uh, um, you know, IT muster. Given that we have a hard stop at two o'clock Pacific today, are you cool if we stop about five minutes early to talk about whether or not we move to that next step? And what I'm doing here is I'm saying, it's okay for you to tell me no. And if you think that this thing is good, here's the direction most folks will typically go. And can we make a decision on this call? No pressure, but given that we have a hard stop at two, can we spend some time talking about that? Um, I know you have some questions, but one thing that often happens is the customer will say, yeah, I appreciate that the IT call is something you think we should do next, but actually what we want to do is X. Okay, cool. Well, now you know what the next step in their process is. So by making it easy for them, most folks will follow that path of least resistance. They'll just take whatever your suggestion is. And if they feel strongly otherwise, that's okay. Now you know. Cool. Freaking love that, man. Um, I wrote, as like, I don't know if you're hearing the clicking or whatever it is, but I have a couple of questions. Um, first question is how much time do you actually spend on that agenda setting? Is like, is like we started the clock at 20 minutes, I spoke for 22 minutes, and then essentially we had 18 minutes left, and we're at 13 minutes and 50 seconds. So, mm-hmm. so that was about a five-minute call at four or five minutes. Are you spending about 45 minutes on that? I'd say, yeah, that, that's about right. Like, you got the small talk in the beginning, but it's like, it goes pretty fluidly. I was trying to give some detail behind it. It's yeah, like, yeah. hey, I've got to sound until 2 o'clock. Does that still work for you? Do you have a hard stop sooner? No? Okay, cool. Um, hey, agenda-wise, had us down to do this. Is there anything else you really want to make sure that we see or address today? No? Okay, how about you? Boom. And then you do the next step thing. So if you actually want to time yourself saying the words, it's probably a minute, but there's pauses and back and forth. So you probably want to plan about five for that. But it's the most important part of the call. The worst thing you could do is try to save time and cram in an extra three minutes of demoing content. I I read this somewhere. Most demos fail not because of starvation, you not showing enough, but because of indigestion. You've shown (laughs) too much and the customer didn't like absorb it all. Yeah. People do die. Like water is like, you know, it saves your life, but people can die from drinking too much water. Yeah. So too much, too much. Yeah. So, um, interesting. So this is, I mean, I would say the way I, I envision this, cause I'm big on agenda. 
Um, and the, I, I'm very into metaphors and the way I'm thinking about it is like, why do people love GPS like in Waze and, and Google Maps, right? It d- t- does a couple of things. It tells them where they're going, mm-hmm. but it'll tell them how long they're going to get there and it tells them how to get there. And I feel like setting up the agenda for a demo does exactly that. And people are like, if there's an easy way to tell me how to get somewhere and I know how long it'll take me, I'm going to use that app, which would be Waze in my case. And so you're saying, hey, set up this agenda. It's going to give people, it, it, like, is that a psychology here? Yeah, there's a couple different things that you're doing from a psychological perspective. One, I really think it's important to demonstrate that you like you, you understand where the other person is coming from. And what I mean by this is like I want you to know that I know that there's a time limitation here. I mm. think I think something and it's sort of a Sandler thing like it's the buyer's anxiety about what's going to happen next. Like if you just got in your car and said I'm going to Disneyland like and you couldn't just start driving. Like you want to know you're going to where you want to get. And you want to know as a buyer that the salesperson is going to attempt to take you closer to where you want to get. And so what I want to let them know is like, Hey, I'm aware of the time limitation. So you don't need to stress about, Oh, does Nick know uh, that I've got a meeting with my boss mm. right after this? Like I want to put them in a headspace where they can be truly focused on the content of the meeting, which is why I confirm the time. The other thing is you want to respect the other person's status. And one of the worst ways to like get on the wrong side of a buyer is to just like charge ahead with your agenda to say, here's the agenda for the meeting. Let's go. You need to defer to the other person because even if you knew what the agenda was coming into that meeting, things might have changed in the last day. And so I want to show them that like, I'm willing to listen. I want to hear what you have to say. Are there things that are top of mind? Like we talk about discovery a lot as salespeople. (laughs) One of the best ways to do great discovery is to ask, like, is there anything else you really want to cover today? And when you ask that, like, I think there's a lot of focus on asking extremely articulate and powerful discovery questions, which is good, but oftentimes you're better off just asking more frequently. Hey, what else? What else? What else? Um, Yeah. And then the psychology on the last piece is there's, there's probably the most built in there. One, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm my, my last boss always told me, Nick, you always have to do the work for the customer. And what he mm. meant by that was I'm, I'm not putting it on them to waste cognitive brain power about, oh, what is the next step? Hmm, let me think about this. I'm saying, hey, usually folks go this way. And so I'm making that offer. I'm not saying typically, I, what I'm not saying is if you like what you see today, the next step is X. I'm saying typically the next step folks will want to take is X. And so I'm making an offer or a suggestion which makes it, which makes it easy for them to take. I'm not saying you have to go this direction. So I'm still um, uh, respecting their autonomy and ability to make their own decision, but I'm also making it very, very easy for them. So yeah, there is a lot of psychology baked into That's that. That's really interesting. And, and I, would, I mean, you would say that this approach, setting up the agenda, I mean, it's going to sound like very obvious, but I'm sure there's some BDR, SDR there that's brand new to an AE role. They're like, does this happen only for calls that are inbound or outbound? And I'd say it happens for both. So yeah, I mean, it should happen for both. You do it on pretty much, I do it on every single call that I have. Um, like, it's not just a demo thing. I might do it on a discovery call. Like, mm. hey, usually these first conversations that you and I have go one of two ways. Like, I'm sure you have some questions for me. I've got some questions for you. Well, probably end up talking a little bit about like what you're dealing with and how we might be able to help. And um, usually the first conversation ends with, Hey, this isn't going to work for us. Nick can't help. If that's the case, like, no worries, just let me know. Or you might say, Hey, this sounds kind of interesting, but I really need to see it in action to be able to confirm for myself. Nick, Nick's words aren't enough. 
Um, I guess given that we ha- we've got 30 minutes on the calendar, are you cool if we talk about you know, maybe the last five minutes, whether or not we, we move to that next step? What I'm doing is I'm saying like, there's a very real possibility that whatever we do in this meeting here disqualifies us from your buying process mm. or disqualifies you from our sales process. We might uncover something today that says, hey, we can't do business together. If that's the case, that is okay. Let's figure it out. If there's no disqualifier in this next 45-minute, 50-minute interaction, let's talk about what folks usually do next in their buying process. And you can continuous, continue this all the way through to help close the deal. So like if you're close to the point of con- contract signing, it's like, you know, you're talking about implementation and you'll say, you know, usually what folks will do at this point is mm-hmm. um, if they've decided this thing f- seems like a good fit is they'll schedule a kickoff call with their implementation team. The implementation team is going to have a bunch of questions for you about integrations and they'll, they'll start scheduling user training. Obviously in between that, there's a contract that you have to sign, but um, given that this is the last demo with your CFO, like, you know, you, 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 you're constantly foreshadowing what is going so you're to doing, happen. Yes. Yeah, so you're not, you're not doing just like discovery isn't just a dedicated call that happens only in the beginning. It happens throughout the call. You're doing the exact same thing right. for the next steps within the buying process. That's right. And what it actually does, is it starts to facilitate discovery because when I'm talking about what's to come and what next steps are, I start to uncover what's important to the customer because there will always be times when I say, hey, usually what folks will want to do, like I used to sell this ERP system that was, you know, we'd do 18 months of selling and we'd have, you know, 40 meetings across those 18 months. And so oftentimes I wouldn't know exactly what the next step was going to be, but I would always make a suggestion and the buyer oftentimes would say, well, that's an okay idea, but really we need to go this direction. Oh, well, that sounds like that's something that's important to you. Can you tell me more about that? Mm. Boom. Now I'm discovering about what's important to them. So you do the work for the buyer and you, you make a suggestion, but that's, it, it's the best discovery you get. You understand what's important to them. Yeah. Do you ever get, do you ever set up the agenda and the buyer is one of those like, yep, that sounds good, but they're really just saying yes to say yes. Do you, can you pluck that out? Can you sense it based on what their tone and reaction or you just like, it is what it is, and, and let's hope for the best. Yeah, you can. I mean, there. I had it happen to me the other day where, like, you could tell, yep, that sounds good. Um, and that's what part of the that? reason what, that what, you, what happened with that deal in the end? Well, uh, it's still going. I mean, we, we, we're <laughs> moving to the next step based on the meeting, but I'm not hopeful about that individual's engagement in it. Um, so, by the way, I just want to yeah. – sorry to interrupt, but, like, I just want to point out because I think – at least for the seasoned AEs out there that's been in the business for a very long time, they're like, yeah, I, I get it. Not all deals close, even if you do everything right. And for the ones that are new to the role, they're thinking, oh my God, I'm listening to Nick. I'm listening to more. I'm listening to this guy and this guy and this guy. This means that they're killing it and then everything should close. And yeah, they could be killing it, but not everything closes. And that's fine too. And that's really important to to, to like point out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of how things go in that situation, what you've got to lean on. And like, one of the things you mentioned earlier was like, do you do this on an inbound and an outbound inbound is a little bit easier where it's like, Hey, usually these introductory calls go one of two ways. Like you're pre- presenting an agenda or maybe they've come in inbound and they've said, Hey, we need help with X. Can you guys help out? We want to see a demo and you have the discovery call from there. An outbound call is a little bit tougher um, and I think you need to make a suggestion off also. You have to make that offer also. And you might say something like, hey, usually the first time that I sit down to talk with the director of finance at a law firm, they're thinking about A, B, and C and are looking for some help with that. I have no idea 
if that's something that you're thinking about right now, but I'd be curious to hear. And in that case, A, B, and C are problems that I know a director of finance at a law firm has that my company is positioned to help with. And so when you have somebody who's not like leaning in and engaging, what you need to do is use, I use that word typically all the time, typically and usually are my best friends as a salesperson, because what it allows me to do is propose problems that I think the other human being is dealing with. And if they're not dealing with those problems, we might not have anything to talk about. If they're really not dealing with those issues that my company helps with, okay, it's probably a DQ and I need to move on. That's awesome, man. All right, so we're we're, we're four minutes left. And so I want to, just like a demo, I want to give people back their time, right? So three action items, three takeaways. It could be one, it could be two, it could be three, but maximum three. You want me to come up with some actionable takeaways right here? Based based on what you just said. I I already have some that you said. One of the things that was like, hey, use the words typically and usually, those two. And then the third one is... Oh, you put it on me. Okay, the third one is going to be... You've got to use the word, you're never going to hurt my feelings frequently when you're, when you're offering the opportunity for them to disqualify you because buyers are, are afraid of the salesperson who yeah. didn't win the deal and then jumps down their throat. Like, what do you mean you're not going to buy? We were perfect for your, you told me this, this, and this. And so you've got to show like, hey, like not a huge deal if you don't buy from me. Does that mean if I'm about to lose a deal, I'm not going to fight for it and, and yeah. like, you know, be a sales professional, of course, but I'm never going to like, be aggressive. That's just weird. So I always lean on, you're never going to hurt my feelings. If you decide this isn't a fit, just let me know, please. That's awesome. Nick, I appreciate it. We have two minutes left. Um, all right. So I'm going to, I mean, it's still recording. So say hi, bye to everybody. I'll, I'll post this whenever I post this very soon. It'll be audio and video. And then maybe I'll make a, a content piece over here. Appreciate cool. it, Nick. You got it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you found this relevant or practical at all, then please share this episode. Until next time, I'm your host, Mor Asulim.